Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Game of Thrones. The Walking Dead. Westworld. No, that's the West Wing. West, Westworld. There we go. There have been many podcasts which seek to analyse the complexities, the depth, the plot lines, the hidden story arcs, the beauty of these productions. Quite simply, the world doesn't need another one, which is why we're applying that level of discussion to the bottom of the televisual barrel and scraping it with a weekly celebration of The One Show. Hello, welcome ye to the, the One Show show, the Let's call it a podcast that's the spider to the one show's Little Miss Muffet. So as it sits on its green sofa to eat up its curds and whey and chat to guests <laughs> and introduce VTs about towpath clearance in Utoxeter. So we come along and sit down beside it to goad it into violence. I am John Holmes and what a week of one show action it has been. Matt gets angry again. A man makes a sandcastle and the studio audience all smell. Joining me to drink down a week's <laughs> worth of the nation's favourite tea time tipple straight from television's teats are the The One Show 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 regular Mark Haynes and the splendid writer, comedian, actress off of Gavin and Stacey, Stella and co-host of the Smashing Sundays podcast, it's Beth Granville. Hello. Hi, Hello. Hello. How are you? Well, thanks. How good. are you? Good. So um, we were just chatting and again, the first question I ask, but I already know the answer, but I'm asking you anyway. You've Never seen the one show before, true? I've never seen the one show before this week. Yeah. What an absolute treat. My grandma phoned me yesterday and um, she's at home sick at the moment, so she's sounding a little bit weak. And um, she said, Oh, what, what are you up to? And I said, Oh, I'm, I'm watching the one show. And she went, Are you? <laughs> Just like that. And I went, Yeah. And she went, Why? I mean, it's not something I don't really watch telly. Mm. And it was like she she was going to have mean, to stage an intervention. Does this mean I was Granny's going to be listening to this podcast? By the way, yes, yeah, she just, will. Yeah, she will listen. Hi, she's hi, she's my biggest fan. Um, explicit content. <laughs> a warning there. <laughs> I'm sure she's heard it all. She has. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 
Um, when what? she realised I wasn't having a breakdown, and I explained that it was for this. Yeah. Because she watches a lot of telly and she doesn't watch the yeah. one show really. No. Either. It's like catnip to the elderly. The one show. I would have thought that. Apparently, so. yeah. yeah. Um, well, let's, where should we start? I mean, what, what did you see Monday? Yes, I did Monday's show. Uh, Jean Paul Gaultier. Let's put some music on. Here we go. Because he's a lover of the unconventional. Oh, he's out there, this man, and he's he's a lover of the outrageous he as well. Is. Please welcome the enfant terrible of fashion. It's Jean-Paul Gaultier! I mean, I normally write two or three pages on this stuff. Uh-huh. I got about half a page out of this episode. <laughs> Nothing it was so boring. Monday's episode, it, so dull. You were saying it's been a really, really dull week. Oh, the, one of the worst. Mm. One you the say worst. that. I mean, I had a little cry a couple of times watching the one show. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I mean, to be fair, I'm due on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I've got like a massive spot on my face. My boobs really ache and I'm crying at the one show. Right. Um, it's, it's the dream. So I, yeah, yeah, I'm putting it a bit down to that. But oh, that girl who donates her prom dresses. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. thought that's so nice. My name's Ali. I run a small charity called Prom Ali. I give prom dresses and suits to people who are struggling financially. So the reason I set up Prom Ali in the first place was I was watching a documentary about poverty and I wanted to help. I bought about 15 prom dresses with my 21st birthday money and then after that I got dresses donated so now I've got around 2,000. So Jean-Paul Gaultier is there as a guest mm. which that's exciting isn't it? I used to wear his perfume all the time. I've not, didn't... Yeah. <laughs> this was quite the week for you wasn't it? Well, yeah it was yeah. yeah. Um, I think this might take a different turn this podcast because I've learned a lot from I, the I, one I'm show. Gonna, I'm, I'm totally with Beth here. I love Jean-Paul Gaultier. I think he's brilliant. He was at the end of the show. And we'll come back to the promises mm. in a second. Just want to say you love him. At the end of the show, they asked him. This was right near the end. What TV do you like? Yeah, and he he spoke at length about that. I didn't catch one word. Of still him, TV. Right? I look still at TV. You know, I like always the show and the live show also, uh, on cinema also. But uh, what in TV? I I like something talk show. You know. On series of great bit. There was a, <laughs> any of it. There was a great bit where he was uh, Matt had basically said to him, "So you're putting on this fas- fashion freaks show." Yeah. Um. Uh, and he basically sort of said, "What? How, what's in your? What's it all about? How is your? What is it like?" <laughs> and Gautier did a uh, I don't know maybe forty seconds of speech, and it was a mix of English, a mix of French. Yeah. And a mix of neither. And none of it made any sense at all. He lost the thread really quickly. And it was proper... Which is annoying for a fashion designer. (laughs) (laughs) It was proper gibberish. You know, since I was a little boy, I was dreaming to make a revue. Because one time I saw it at the Folie Bergère, you know, at the TV. First showing the Folie Bergère, and I saw the feathers, the strap, the Swarovski sings. You know, it was beautiful. (laughs) I loved it. I loved it as a result of that. The prom dresses, yeah, you're right. One of their films where a, a girl who was... 19 at the time had saved up her money and bought Mm. a load of prom dresses yeah I mean it sounds like she's probably loaded because her her nan's got enough spare bedrooms that she can keep 2,000 2,000 of them fucking baby boomers like yeah where do you keep all these dresses oh in my nan's spare bedrooms Uh, uh, of course you do guys don't worry I've already reported her to the council oh good (laughs) (laughs) she will be shifted out of that place tick tock tick tock good but but those 2,000 dresses, so she was, I think, 21, and for her 21st birthday, she got some money, and she decided to buy uh, a few prom dresses with the idea that she would g- loan them, give them small charge, wasn't sure, yeah. uh, to people who were in financial hardship, 
who wanted to go to proms but Such couldn't afford their own dresses. Yes, pe- people really nice. with too many face piercings. You would yeah. give them to, if that <laughs> film is anything yeah. to go by. The, 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 the thing I liked about that was they said, how did you, you know, why did you come to this? And she went, oh, I saw a documentary about poverty. And that's all it took. And yeah. she did something. I've seen real poverty in my life. I've done bugger all. So well, well done. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, this, this made you cry. And, and it was a... a oh, I just thought it was really lovely. And it was just, yeah, it was, I just thought it was really nice. Yeah. And I thought, well, I can't take the piss out of this. Then what made me laugh was Jean-Paul Gaultier at the end when... Of course, it will be for me an honour and a pleasure to make like a donation of one or two dresses, maybe. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe I will donate, you know, one one or two dresses. Sorry, it sounds like I'm doing a really racist impression of a That's right, no. But that is what he sounds like. If you want to do racist impressions, this is the podcast (laughs) for you. In in a while, I'll do China again. (laughs) But he sounds like he's putting on a fake French accent. Oh, he does. He really does. He really is the quintessential... He basically says... Uh, uh, oh, you say every yeah, sort of yeah. fifth word as well. <laughs> it's magic. Stunning. There was a, there was. Um, we already touched upon it, but there was those words in all of their glory. It was only, and I wrote it down seven minutes into Monday's episode, mm. straight off the back of the prom dress film, and they got the girl. The girl's called Ali, so her, her company's called Prom Ali, and she she got her in the studio. Great and, name. And, and they said, so you've just Matt said you just watched that back yep. of the film and um, seeing the person with the dress there. Yeah, yeah. You don't normally get to see them, do you? No, because it's all anonymous. anonymous. What, what was, was it like? like? Yeah. Uh, you know, saying it's kind of anonymous and you never normally get to see. What was it like? <laughs> <laughs> Boom. What was it like? Boom. And he was on it that day, so he didn't do it on the other days that I saw. But he did later with Jean-Paul Gaultier. He yeah. said, uh, you did costume design for movies, uh, Fifth Element. Um, how did you enjoy that experience? <laughs> uh, Jean-Paul, you, um, you've, you've done costume design for many movies. As well. I mean, mm-hmm. Fifth Element. How, how did you enjoy that experience, then, of, oh, of creating movies? And that's that. another way of saying what was it like. <laughs> well done. He well should well have done. said it in French. <laughs> um, but I, don't, what I, loved... I don't think Matt speaks foreign languages. Maybe not. No. I don't think he's ever been abroad on holiday. It's muck. <laughs> Muck. Can't, can't get decent pork chop. <laughs> so funny. But sorry, what I did love was Jean-Paul Gaultier saying that he was going to donate two of his dresses and they showed quite a lot of his designs. I'm mm. not... You know, he does that sort of boned corset sort yeah. of thing, doesn't he? Yeah, Which yeah. the perfume bottle looks like that and the Madonna cone bra. And then they showed a few of his designs and I thought... No one's going to be wearing those to a prom. <laughs> no, <laughs> and if no. they do, where would you get your dress from? That's funny. She she doesn't have much money and she can't really... Oh, Jean-Paul Gaultier. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get that from a charity There was, a, there was a bit of a thing where he sort of went, uh, I would give you, um, you know, one or two. two. And maybe. two was a little bit reluctant. <laughs> and then he said, maybe. maybe. So it might yeah. not even happen, I, to be I, honest. And maybe give you one dress. Maybe <laughs> not. Who knows? Who can say? <laughs> Mate, you must, you must get through a lot of them. I mean, the ones from five years ago must just be sitting in a warehouse on salad. No, they're in uh, they're in her grand spare room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He uses her as She's well. She's already got them. Yeah, 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 walking yeah. around with her the conical wind. bra on. <laughs> the um the, the strange fashion catwalk they put up in the studio <sighs> for this segment of so it was really weird idea where it was people dressed in Jean-Paul Gaultier's stuff, but yeah. wearing sandwich boards of photographs <laughs> so of Jean-Paul I, Gaultier's life. I hadn't listened to what was happening, and I looked up, and I thought they were just showing his new costumes, and there was just this massive blocky sandwich board of a black and white photo of him with his grandmother, and it was so inelegant and crap that I was like, that is brilliant. I finally found some fashion I think is really good. We could not have you here without yeah. some kind of catwalk explosion. Wow. So we've got some models mm. tonight... Mm. Um, they're all wearing Jean-Paul Gaultier, of course. <laughs> First up, we have Matilda. Come That's on good. out. That's my grandma. Yeah. 
Really strong. It's, it was really weird, though. I thought, if I microdosed acid at some point today, why are people walking <laughs> yeah. down a catwalk with big photo and then, boards? And then it was over it? to the actress Jill Halfpenny. Yeah. Uh, who I just wrote the words Jill Halfpenny, and I don't even remember now what she was there for. Well, there were. Uh, it was a drama about some kind of uh, sex scandal. But notably, it was about the film industry, not the television industry. I don't think the BBC's <laughs> ready to do that one yet. They are ready to have a pop at everyone else. The two things I got from the Jill Halfpenny, she mentioned that when she was young, she was a very big raver. Now, we were having a little read, a little bit of a dig earlier on, and is it is it right that you used to fashion your outfits when you went out clubbing in some oh, form yeah. of Jean-Paul Gaultier? Yeah, because, like, I was a big raver when I was oh, young. Mm-hmm. And, like, that was your style, was the thing. And, you know, the, the travel with the buckles on the back. And uh, she talked about, like, not being able to afford Jean-Paul Gaultier clothes, but she said she had a pair of skin-tight tartan trousers, and she, like, you know, they were Jean-Paul Gaultier. Big laugh, and, you know, she was talking about how comfortable they were to wear, and they were skin-tight, but she felt great in them. And Matt, I couldn't work out if it was a joke or not, Matt just sort of went, yep, I had a, I had a pair very similar to that. Like, and I had these really tight tartan <laughs> pants, and they were so tight I could barely breathe, but I felt yeah. really cool in them. But, yeah, that was the style, that was the look everybody wanted, yeah. you know, when I was a teen. I think I've got them kits. Did you get them? Matt in skin tight tartan goatee. I don't. No one laughed at it. No one went, oh, Matt. And he didn't go up. Oh, yep, you know, you, you get me. He just sort of went, yeah, I've got a pair of. Uh, yeah. Very yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll, uh, this, uh, just remind me in a moment that the, the, the other Matt joke incident that wasn't a joke. Right. All right. I'm going to come to that. Uh, but before that, did you spot the nepotism in Mondays? Oh. Oh, oh, Carol uh, uh, Vorderman's daughter. And then she's hot, though, right? She's very oh, hot. Oh, yeah. It carried goodness. on. It carried on. We saw more of Katie King. We are celebrating the moon landing this week. Here's Carol Vorderman and her daughter, Katie, meeting some of the people who have helped achieve one of the greatest feats in human history. She and she's a, a research scientist, is that right? At Cambridge University, mm. she's yeah. There, uh, and she's been to NASA. And because they, it was Moon Week, yeah, on the one show because of the anniversary of the moon landings not being now. Yeah. So I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. It was, that's July. <laughs> why? Anyway, they, it was Moon Week. Everyone will be talking about the moon come July. Let's steal a march. Let's do our moon stuff now. So Carol Vorderman uh, was at NASA with her daughter yes to mm. to talk us through the history of the moon landings well uh, you say the history of the moon landings that her daughter asked one question right at the start they'd sent them both to houston texas yeah. as well and she asked her one question at the start which was to get to the bottom of her mother's obsession with the moon and uh, the carol vaudman's answer basically was well it's like moon the men have walked on the i mean just it's amazing what did it feel like when you actually watched that watch the landing i could I just couldn't believe mm. that humans could do this. They <laughs> landed on the moon. I mean, it's still extraordinary. Nobody's ever, you know, since those yeah. Apollo days in the 60s, early 70s, it, nobody has ever 
been back. And that, that, that was it. And then she didn't speak through the interview with the controllers that they got back together again. Nope. And then she did the closing link. And it was, there is no real reason. I know she might have worked for NASA and everything, but there's no real reason to pay for two presenters to do that when one of them is really not carrying any other way. No, they've gone, okay, big name, Carol Vorderman, fair enough. It's science bit mathsy. Mm. She's gone, I'll only do it if my daughter can come because she wants to be a TV presenter as well. Yeah. And she can use this on her show reel. That last link was yeah. a real show reel link. Yeah. It showed you could walk and talk, talk. Yep. somewhere impressive. Yep. That that will be going out. If you work at Princess Productions, tick <laughs> TikTok, you're, you're gonna be you're seeing gonna that, that in three weeks' time. Yeah. The refurbished mission control room will allow people to step back in time to those momentous days and inspire generations for many moons to come. <laughs> I was thinking all of those things as I was yeah. yeah exactly. And now you feel like you could admit it. Yeah. Now it's yeah. out. I, I, wanna... I had to crowbar myself onto a Davina McCall reality show to get anywhere near the telly when I was eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> to make up a story to get on a TV show called Closure with Davina McCall because I was that desperate to be on the telly. She's just like, Mum, can I go on telly with you? Go on go then. On then. Yeah. Te- Texas, all right? Yeah, yeah. fucking go for it. Yeah. In fairness, she did get a job at NASA. Yeah, I mean, no, that was bloody impressive, actually. I know, I don't want to do her over because she seemed lovely and she seems to be doing really well. I mean, to be honest, the, the odds were stacked in her favour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was an unnecessary you know. addition to a, a piece that didn't really require her being there. No. That was yeah. that, that's what sticks in it a bit. It also didn't require Carol Vorderman to be no. there either. Or, it just got a voice. Or, or really for any of the cameramen to be there. Because <laughs> I mean we learned nothing. They, they had what would happen if you got a comedian in a room, you open their Amazon account and you look back at everything they've ever bought on that website. Well, this because I was consuming so much peanut butter, I decided to try and get a powdered oh, version that wow. wasn't as fattening. Uh, your handwriting can change your life. I regret this book. <laughs> I regret this book. Keep calm and love Dom Jolly novelty keyring. Yeah, and fridge that. magnets. Yeah, I love yes. that. But I do have that on my fridge. Four pounds you spent on that. That's my mate bought a toaster. Available now from Great Big Al. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> They've rebuilt the mission control as it used to be when we went to the moon. Yeah. And, you know, it looks amazing. It looked like a museum piece. And the three guys who came there were not really emotional about it or anything. But the following day, Matt had said, he said, oh, it's very emotional yesterday watching all come back. And I thought, don't rewrite history. That was three men who turned up and they just went, yep. Looks exactly the same as it always did. Well, it's it has a lot of remembrances uh, for me. Uh, I'm happy to see the room. Everything looks uh, nice. The heritage in this room is uh, a wonderful thing. So it's good that this is frozen in time here. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I used to sit there. Thank you. That was it. <laughs> but it wasn't they went. Emotional. Oh, look at those carpets. They That's did. Nice. They did. They, did. <laughs> they like, rested the carpets. It's like, so here someone's shaken back the carpet. <laughs> Man, those carpets are nice. Something brilliant about that, that you are, you are the essentially the men who, who walked on the moon. And the thing that really impresses you now you're not on the moon, you just go, lovely carpet. Yeah. How was the moon? Rubbish. No carpets. Not a bloody carpet in sight. That's what we'll take next time. Hey, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Countdown. <laughs> are you the daughter of Carol? No, um, no Angry Matt. Yeah, Tuesday this was. So yeah. um, And Mel, we did Mel Gidroik's presenting this week. Yes. Um, with, yeah. with Matt. Um, and I'm not sure Matt likes that because she's quite good she takes she's, over a bit she, well she's very natural as well isn't natural. she that's one of the things she's warm yeah and I think Matt, Matt feels a little bit threatened by it I think and he's always sort of jumping on her a little bit and there was a marvellous bit when they asked people to send stuff in um <laughs> this was a call out because it's moon week yeah the call out was please send us your photos um of what you were doing in 1969 during the moon landing. Yeah. Uh, and if you actually have any photos from 1969 of your experience of the moon landing broadcast, then please do send them in uh, to the usual address. Uh, there they are on the screen, and then we will show some a little bit later on in the week. Fantastic. That's a broad call-out. Well, it was broad, but I also think it's a bit confusing, because I thought it was what they were trying to say is, send us a picture if you had a moon experience in 69, e.g. like you've taken a photograph of yourself watching the moon landing. Yeah. Yeah, and I was, that is going to Mark. Get that's what zero. you sent in, wasn't it? Yeah. Mark, what did you send in? Come on. <laughs> I sent. I sent in what I send in every every time I do a call out, which is a picture of my own dick. <laughs> Addressed to Carol Vorderman yeah. and her daughter, <laughs> care of NASA, Houston, Texas. Yeah. But they, they, they you co- do need a telescope to see it as well. <laughs> <laughs> the, the result of this call out um, was uh, the director of the one show. Mm. So I so clearly. No one had sent much in, had they? No, so, of course not. So luckily, not. the director of the one show had obviously said, oh, I've got a picture of me during that summer of 69. It's mm. kind of phrase. And they, so they had a picture of him dressed up, as Matt put it, when he was reading out off the back of the, the frame where they write the details. He went, uh, and so the director of the one show is dressed as Sir Walter Riley. This is the best one. Uh, it, this is, in fact, uh, tonight's one show director. <laughs> Go on, <speak. laughs> Coming up nice and tight there, Chloe, on two. I'm sure I'll be telling you to stay wide. But this... This, this is the shot we all want, uh, dressed up as Sir Walter Riley. Yes, that was Ooh. brilliant. Walter Riley. Walter Riley. And Mel went, went no, it's, 
It's Riley. It's Riley. So well Walter done, Riley. Well, he's yeah. done well, hasn't Walter he? Riley. Mocking him. And he just said... Well, Walter Riley, there we are. Sorry. Walter Riley. I'm Riley. dyslexic, I can't read. <laughs> right? And then he went true. And then, yeah, there was some laughter, and he just went, it's not a joke. <laughs> and then yeah. the laughter stopped dead. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, it's not a joke. Anyway, now in 2007, the world uh, lost its most recognised. Mel looked utterly uncomfortable. Jesus Christ! Completely uncomfortable. It completely flummoxed her, right? And then uh, she had a fixed grimace on, on her. Then they had to throw to a film about Pavarotti, right? Which they did. Now I don't know what words were said during the film of Pavarotti, but they came back and Mel had lost the ability to speak. Nicoletta, very, very welcome to you on Thank the show. Oh no! So straight off the back of the film, they had Pavarotti's widow on the. Count. Yeah, Mel, you're going to have a, a pop at uh, Pavarotti's widow because he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> why, why didn't you say something? Why didn't you say something? I'm glad that fuck, fat, fat fuck's... Fuck, yeah. I'm dyslexic. No one laugh. No one fucking laugh. <laughs> oh, I love it when Matt gets angry. He got angry at, at the start of that show as well because they had to do the live comedy, which was the oh. Horrible Histories intro. And... He, it, it, oh, they had the studio audience were dressed. I say dressed. They they had sacking. It looked like they were at I primary hated school. this. Oh, it's so awful. I when they did that bit of acting where they were like, oh, the audience looked disgusting. And Mel, she's great and all, but obviously she was told to say this. Yeah, she's like, oh, the audience are awful and smelly and gross. I'm going to leave. I've never done this on British television before, but I'm going to walk off. And I thought, fuck me, I've never felt so utterly patronised in my entire uh, life. And it, I thought, that's why I don't watch this shit. It, it, uh, now, listen, I know it's only my second day filling in, OK? Yeah. I'm not usually a mean person, OK? I don't complain. But tonight's audience, Matt, I'm sorry, they are absolutely horrible. <laughs> they, they, they smell horrible. I mean, I don't know what this is. This is just, this is horrible. I mean, They're all yeah. horrible, Matt. To be fair, there is quite a whiff around here. I'm very sorry about this. This is, this is quite awkward. Now, this is something I've never done before on British television. I'm, I, I can't, I'm, I can't oh, work Mel, with Mel this. Don't. I can't Mel, work Mel, with don't. this. Mel, Mel, at least just let me explain. Awful. After I was like emotional, Pavarotti had made me cry. Like everything, you know, I was like getting into it. I was like, I bloody love this. Now I'm hooked. And then I was like, no, this is why I don't watch this stuff. She, she did her lines and it was too long. They just needed a simple one line. Today's audience, absolutely horrible. Out, next line. Yeah. Because Mel had done the horrible, 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 horrible. It was horrible histories. And they smell and they stink and they're disgusting. <laughs> I hate them. And I think this one's a criminal, a sex criminal, whatever it was. <laughs> but Matt, by the time it came to his line, which essentially was, I mean, I hesitate to call it a payoff. Matt was just <laughs> like, I have lost all interest in this bit or yeah. helping it out. Yeah. And he ended up ending the the actual <laughs> segment <laughs> by saying over, live comedy, everyone. That's live comedy. Very live well, comedy, everybody. Bit. That's Bye. live comedy. <laughs> and the nation went, is it? What was it? No. That's live comedy. You don't know what it was. You thought it was a pile of shit. It wasn't. It was live yeah. comedy. <laughs> it's live comedy. You, oh. can, you can keep tweeting in saying it was a pile of shit, but I'm telling you, <laughs> oh. it was live comedy. It was awesome, wasn't it? I mean, it was so, so bad. And then what was odd 
was this whole potted history of horror. Now, I used to work on horrible histories on the telly. Did yeah. you? I loved I did. horrible so histories. So when it went from, I'm getting into the details, but basically there were books. Do. There were books, Do. obviously. Yeah. Uh, and at the time, I was working on Dead Ringers for Telly, and the producer, Caroline from Dead Ringers for Telly, went to do develop horrible histories yeah. and said to me, can you come over and help? So I went over to you know develop horrible histories for telly. Anyway, but it was weird because I was then watching the history of a thing I'd worked on, yeah. which I now have nothing to do with now it's gone big league movie. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. Well done, me. Uh, so, the, um, but it was kind of odd watching this, the history of horrible histories. By 2009, a TV series, a BAFTA, and big stars like Ron Atkinson donning tights to play Henry VIII. I, I, I like that section. I, I don't mind it when people sort of go, here's something that as an adult you might not have thought of. But look, it's been going for years. It's really super popular. It's got its movie out. Yeah. I like that. It's a, it's a homegrown BBC triumph, horrible yeah, history. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and everyone who's in it has gone on to sort of, you know, do really well. Yeah. It's, it's just a nice thing when they sort of go. Let's celebrate something that we all sort of half know, but we don't know the story of. It's right, yeah, because the cast all went off to do Yonderland, didn't they? And then yeah. and the ghosts on BBC One. Yep. And, and some of the writers now have a shit podcast about the one show. So uh, <laughs> I think we've all done excellently out of that. Playing the long game. <laughs> um, but Kim Cattrall was kind of weirdly American, did you think? Yeah, she, 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 I couldn't quite get a handle on her. I liked her. I thought she was lovely. I quite liked Sex in the City. Like It wasn't my favourite thing, but I enjoyed watching it. Mm. But I didn't really have much of an opinion of, of Kim Cattrall. But no. I thought she came across really There was a really nice, nice bit when, again, I think she, not angered Matt, but certainly worried Matt, after the <laughs> clip they showed, where, because she's playing Nero's mother, yes. so she kills, poisons, Claudius. Derek Jacobi. The actor Derek yeah. Jacobi. And then after the, they came back off the clip, she said, it's great to start with a murder. I've seen it's good to start with a murder, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, you must have learned a lord. Now, Matt this, you? then oh, just didn't goodness. instantly didn't look happy. Whether he'd watched the clip and knew that there was a murder in the clip, I don't know. Or whether he, he's like, what's she talking about? She's mentioning murder yeah. and it's a family show. I just think he had a, he had a funny Tuesday. Yeah. Everything, everything I find that was him a on bit there, he was a aggressive. Bit, he's a bit cold, isn't he? There's something about him yeah. which is. I mean, it would, uh, look, he hasn't, but it wouldn't surprise me if they went to his farm and there were loads of bodies on it. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and I'm not talking about three or four. Uh, dozens. Yeah, dozens. So, so there's Entire a, families. Yeah, below, below a barn. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then he said, um, again, the call-out was happening, uh, you, you made an outfit, because they've talked about the costumes that the audience were wearing and the, for the costumes. Costumes, costumes is strong. A sack. A sack, yeah. Uh, you made an outfit, didn't you, Mel, um, for your kid? And then they used that phrase, which has now become just a one-show staple of, are we going to get from that into the call-out, which is the, the, the words... That got us thinking. So, and th th this got us thinking, actually. If you do have any pictures of your family members in historical costume, uh, then please send them in. Uh, to we'll get Kim uh, to read them out a little bit okay. later. Right, Isn't yeah. That, and that got us thinking. No, it didn't. It got some researcher thinking. <laughs> yeah, uh, a, a, a researcher was specifically told to think how to do that. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it got them thinking, but there was also a bit where they said you have to think of something. <laughs> That's a, this, this was the one as well. They had the second part of the NASA videos. It's Moon Week. Moon Week. And this was about women working at NASA yeah. and that was fine it was, you know, I think that made me cry as well <laughs> right on the edge <laughs> it was, it was a bit, I was like this is very inspiring bit, uh, actually the thing I liked the most about that is they had the woman from the UK Space Agency who are based Which in Swindon which is Swindon yeah, yeah. see Libby, learning Libby. all the time from yeah. the one show totally. bloody Swindon I don't know why we've got one but she tried to explain the importance of it and so she said we are world leaders and we make sure the UK gets all the benefits out of space 
And they went, oh, yeah, great. What sort of benefits are those? And that's what she wasn't hoping. She was not hoping for that question <laughs> no. at all. So she said, uh, weather for- from weather oh, forecasting to uh, getting money out to looking at the weather forecast. <laughs> Space underpins our everyday lives. We all use it from, from weather forecasting to getting money out mm-hmm. to, to looking at the weather forecast. <laughs> it was my favourite rule of three that's ever happened. I was like, I'm having that, actually. I'm just saying, because you know you're always going, what's the third funny thing? Of course, it's just the first thing again, <laughs> weather forecasting. Yeah. I, I, the thing I'm... Also, they're not the things you think about when you think about how we use space. What weather? Did, I mean, ever. I mean, I mean, OK, satellites. Satellites, so they're looking fine. down. Yeah. And there's the weather, which is part of very much not space because it, it's weather. <laughs> so they're looking down on that. That's fine. Getting money out. What? I ha- know. How does the moon get my money out? <laughs> oh, it's fucking hilarious. I know the lot of looking up going, oh, remember when you see hail bop up there? Oh, the <laughs> stars are looking nice tonight. Oh, fucking reminds me, I better get 20 quid out and go to the pub, mate. I'm like, I have never connected. I, I do remember back in the 80s when you, before there were lots and lots of ATMs around, what you used to have to do to get money is you would look at the moon and you would wish <laughs> and £10 would just float down from it. I, I couldn't work out what the benefits were, but if you can't think of three benefits from space... It might be time to wrap up this Swindon UK Space Agency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The lunar, they're, they're big players in the lunar gateway. Did you did you hear us say that? That was funny when yeah, because um, Mel, I always want to call her Sue. It's Mel, isn't it? <laughs> that infuriates um, her. I know, I know. It's so awful. It's very much what agents do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they see Mel's name and they call Mel Sue. <laughs> um, but yeah, she had the lunar gateway, which we're really excited about. So what what is the lunar gateway? You're very involved with. I love this. Kim, have you heard this? The Lunar Gateway. Yeah. The li- what? If, briefly, what is the Lunar Gateway? Uh, it's weather forecasting. It's getting your money out. It's yeah. Forecasting. <laughs> I the mean, weather. what more do you bloody want, love? <laughs> the, there was a handbrake turn that was really lazy after this feature as well. It's like they've not bothered anymore. Sometimes they, if you haven't seen it before, Beth, they they play a, a, a little game. They put a bit of effort in where they you know, they talk about one thing and then they sort of uh, switch to the next thing. Not not this time. They mm. not this. They just went. From space travel to car travel. Oh, <laughs> good Both. Uh, Now, from space travel to car travel, and the local roads in your area are about to sound very different. Travelling. And this was, this was a film. I, I watched this twice, John. Oh. I can't tell you what it was about because I could not focus on it. Uh, it was a film with Matt Allwright in Warwick hmm. trying to find out what fake noises they're putting into electric cars so they make a sound on the road so people... Of the future, no, they're coming. <laughs> that was that was it. That was yeah. So one of the great things about electric yeah. cars is they don't make noise. So if you live in a busy area, yeah. they're not going. I, I I heard one of them go through, and someone went, I really like that noise. And he went, "That's like a UFO noise." Yeah, and it was going. How about something space age? Don't put noise in. You don't. You don't. When you get your coffee, you don't go. The one thing about coffee is, is it's not noisy, and people wouldn't know it was there. So let's put like a real big alarm on the bottom of this coffee, and then everyone will have the alarms. They'll know where the coffee is. Well, it's they say it's a safety issue. Okay, so the noises that these cars have to artificially emit, they won't do it on the motorway, but they'll do it around town if you drop below thirty miles an hour. Because if you're, you know, people need to be able to blind people need to be able to hear that cars are coming. And to experiment, they've got a BBC sound engineer putting noises into this jack 
right? Mm. And and one of them was the UFO, and there were a couple of other ones. And then they did a vox pop, absolutely pointless, of people in work just going... Two quite hot guys, though. Two hot guys. They were, they were two, I was like, oh, they're quite fit. It reminds me of um, the child catcher. I'm just, 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 <laughs> Come here, children! <laughs> that, that got my attention back to the, the thing. In their defence, they yeah. chose well with those two. And then Matt Allwright was in a... Um, the Jaguar's experimental hangar, where, mm. where they got this car and they were working out what noises. And they were doing all sorts of things about the frequency of engine sounds and then recreating that to artificially play as this car drives along. That's what they are working on now. I, mean, I just remember that bit where he points at it like it's a kid's game. <laughs> like blind man's... What's it called? Buff, Buff, yeah. Buff, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They blindfolded him to see if he could hear a car. Yeah. And the answer is yes, he can. I'm going to be blindfolded. I've no idea where the car's going to come from. It could be the left or the right. It could even be from the front. That seemed very obvious. Oh, good. <laughs> he just points exactly where yeah. it is. Because Prove he, my point. Didn't car, need to do any of those vox pops. Even or... though there's not an internal combustion engine, it's still two tonnes of metal going past you. Yeah. It's going to make some noise of some sort, <clears throat> yeah. especially in an acoustic warehouse, which is where they were doing it. And he was blind and pointing around at where it was. <laughs> just, there it is. It's there. That was easy, he said. Yeah, the bloke said as though he'd solved this problem. It was terrible. It was really odd. Um, they are any... eerily quiet electric cars. If, if, well, we've all, we all walk around with headphones in anyway now, so you've yeah, got them. We're all like... That's true. Entirely. And also the noises, they were spending thousands and thousands on this research. But all, all... And then Matt had a go on a driving simulator, which was... And they said, look, if he presses the accelerator, uh, obviously the noise of a car increases. So that's the noise we're trying to recreate. And we're spending all this money. And you're thinking... That noise of, of a pretend car accelerating has been in computer games since the early 80s. Yeah. You'll hear the pitch increase as if your engine was speeding up. And that's important if you wanted to convey the information that the car was either speeding up or slowing down or travelling at the same speed. It's the same noise. So all I've ended up with is the noise that I had on my Spectrum when I played a shit driving <laughs> yeah, game. Yeah. Do you ever think that people who do jobs, by and large, are just winging it? And so this yes. whole thing about we're trying to get a noise to put in a car and it's, you know, after all these years of research, it turns out it's the sound of the car that you had in Outrun on the Commodore 64 <laughs> back in 1983. Yeah, yeah that's all it is. Why don't they put something exciting as a noise in it? Why don't they have a noise where it's someone going, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, then you like, hear that from a distance, you go, there's a car coming. Just have just sample that bit of Jean-Paul Gaultier talking about television that was yeah. utterly unintelligible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just play that out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Shit, it's Gaultier, run! <laughs> Sorry, we've moved on from Pavarotti, haven't we? Oh, you can always go back. Please go back if you need to. No, I was just thinking, so I did cry three times at the one show this week. Not like, I wasn't sobbing, but just, you know, things moved me a little bit. Like I said, I was due on. Um, but the, the Pavarotti bit, what a guy. I can't wait to see that film. It's not sort of someone playing Pavarotti, is it? It's just sort of archive footage. Yeah. Cut together. A bit like Senna or Amy or this yeah. new Diego Maradona film. That kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, so it's a documentary about his life. But yeah, the footage. Some of it yeah, sorry, great. I didn't I didn't yeah. have anything funny to say. It just, I, yeah. <laughs> you don't... It, you, you can if there's a moving moment on the one show, it's worth remarking on because there aren't that many. It's, yeah, I just uh, thought it was a really nice piece. I don't really know much about Pavarotti. Mm. Well, you see, you've learned a lot on it this week. Yeah, yeah. I'm absolutely thrilled. Are with you going to carry on watching it after? 
Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, we'll end part one of this week's The The One Show show. We'll be doing it all again with part two tomorrow. And now's a good time, though, to remind you that this show will be live on stage in September as part of the London Podcast Festival. Tickets are under a tenner, right, Mark? That's right, Mm. although there is a booking fee added that does push it above that. (laughs) And every week, look, Come on, let's be honest. Every week we watch the one show for you, right? And we do this whole thing for nothing. So come on, <laughs> throw us a bone. It's the least you could do. Actually, no, to be fair, the least you could do is nothing. Uh, so why not come and see us do it live? That's the second least thing you could do. Kingsplace.co.uk is where you need to go online. Look for the, the One Show show. And if nothing else, you'll be able to fully answer people afterwards when they ask... What was it like? Probably a shambles. See you tomorrow. I'm Mark Haynes, and for the last 32 years, I've been a fan of professional wrestling. My friend Pete Donaldson from the Football Ramble, he hasn't. But in our podcast, Wrestle Me, the two of us subject the greatest spectacle in sports entertainment, WrestleMania, to the kind of rigorous scrutiny that ruins it entirely. GQ called Wrestle Me enrapturing. Shortlist said it's beautiful. And it's a hit with common people too, with well over 400 five-star reviews on iTunes. Wrestle Me, available from all good podcast providers. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash Upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.